morning because we want to receive you. We don't want just stories and ideas. We want you. We want your presence among us. We want your spirit to fill us. We want to commune with one another in your name and in so doing commune with each other in you. So share with us this morning, please. Share with us your presence and in turn we will proclaim your salvation with gratitude in our hearts and thanksgiving this morning, all in the name of Jesus. Hear now the word of the Lord from Luke 19. When Jesus had arrived near Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, He sent two of His disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it. And bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So, those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had been seeing, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Mm, when I came up, with the idea for last week's sermon about the impossible becoming possible. In the passages that we read out of particularly Isaiah, you may remember the impossible becoming possible last week when ostriches praise God. And if you see it, don't say we didn't warn you. Then I came to this week's passages, and in particular this idea of stones crying out to God. And I just started formulating in my head, how do I communicate to these people that I love an image of stones crying out to God? And so... I did what I do typically when I start putting these things together. I started brainstorming. You know, how, how would you do this? There's a big reveal here in a second, but I want y'all to be able to see it too. So pardon me while I 
welcome our online. Uh, you can't see here. I'm going to carry it over. Pardon the motion. All right. The writing's backwards, but you get the picture. A bunch of rocks. So, when stones praise God, and as I started brainstorming, I thought, again, how do I communicate this? And as I was brainstorming, this is what came to mind. <laughs> I don't think that's what Jesus meant. It was the Rolling Stones. But that's what came to mind. Stones praise God. But then I actually got to thinking... That that would be a real stretch. The Rolling Stones gospel album. Where they sing about their salvation. That would be about as likely as ostriches. And stones and rocks. Which is exactly the point of last week's teaching. Right here on the edge of Easter. And if the language of the second half of the book of Isaiah is language of reorientation where all things become possible, then Jesus' words in Luke 19 continue that world imagined in Scripture where there is no more wilderness, where rivers resurrect deserts, ostriches sing hymns in four-part harmony, and now, even the stones praise God. In the poem of Ecclesiastes 3, that proclaims there is a time for everything, you know that one? Time to mourn, time to dance. The line right after that, time to mourn and a time to dance, goes a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. Now, out of all the things happening in that ancient song in Ecclesiastes 3, that is the line that we just cannot figure out. We don't know what it means. And I'm not even going to tell you what some scholars have guessed through the years about what it means, because then, a year from now, you're going to hear it again, or maybe even three years from now, and you're going to say, oh, didn't Jeff say that this is what it was about? No. Because we don't know. We just don't know. We don't know what it means. Even in a sermon on gathering stones. I'll tell you what it meant to me personally in 2020 when I was out in the desert. So I was walking along these. These are actually pictures that I took in Sanderson out in the desert. So I was walking along one of these paths, and as you can imagine, in a county in West Texas that has 800 people, kind of had these places all to myself. I hiked for weeks eventually on these trails and saw very few people. I saw skunk, you know, some snakes spiders, lots of rocks, but one morning, I got up very early, started walking as the sun came up, walked over to one side, then walked over to the other mountain across the trails, 
And as I was walking along the trails, and I don't know how I noticed it, but I did, I looked down, and sitting on one of the rocks was that. So I took a picture of it. I actually printed that because I wanted to keep it because it, it meant so much at that moment. I wanted so badly to take it. Like I really did. And I mean, somebody left it there. They didn't leave it not to be taken. But I thought, no, I'm going to take a picture of it, print it, keep it with me. Somebody else can come along and see it and... Then they, I guess they took it because I went back about a week later and it wasn't there anymore. But for that moment, it was there. And I got to tell you that looking down as I was walking along on this one particular hike in the morning and seeing that, I saw that and I needed it because I don't know if you've ever been, I don't know if you've ever gone out to the desert to be with God. I went out to the desert to be with God, and I can't tell you for the life of me still to this day what that means. I don't know what it means to go out to the desert to be with God, but that's what I did. I went out to the desert to be with God, and because I think the, I was just primed for it, out in the desert, go be with God. And the reason that I did it was because people in the Bible went out in the desert, go be with God, and I thought, well, it's good enough for them. Go give it a try. So I'm hiking along out in the desert. I see this. I look down and I smiled. And then echoes of scripture rang in my head that even stones are going to cry out. They're going to tell this story of God. See what the poetry of ancient Israel's wisdom in Jesus and these imaginative singing stones have in common is the mystery of things that we have not yet seen. And I think that's the point. I think that's the point of ostriches and rocks. It's going to say that when you see these things that you can't identify, that you can't put a finger on, and certainly that you can't control, because God knows that we with church history, have tried to control stuff. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work, especially when you try to control God. Go out in the desert and look for God. Don't try to control God. Put God in your box, because once you put God in a box, you're not God anymore. But every once in a while, you're going to be walking out in the desert, and you're going to see a rock. And it just might say... You rock. And so you say thank you. Jesus in Luke 19 tells his disciples to go borrow a colt. And it, it, if anyone asks you, hey man, what do you think you're doing with that colt? Then you should reply, the Lord needs it. Speaking of unlikely things, I mean, you might as well be gathering stones. But then, and you heard it right out of Luke 19, that it happened exactly that way. They said, the Lord needs it. But then the story doesn't tell us the response. It doesn't tell us 
anything that happened at that moment. They said their line just as they had been instructed. The Lord needs it. And then the next moment in the story is not, what do you mean the Lord needs it? It just says, Mount of Olives. The next line in the story just goes right on to say, then they brought it to Jesus, gathering stones. He rode the colt into Jerusalem, a way made in the wilderness, a way of festal garments lining the path, the way, a way in the wilderness filled with songs of God's blessing, of peace, of heaven, of glory. And let me tell you, once you get a taste of the glory of heaven, wild horses could not drag you away. Gathering stones. But then, right in the middle of all the celebration and reorientation and dancing, a celebration, in just it was inspired by Jesus who told them that you need to celebrate. Right in the middle of all this celebration... the religious leaders of Jerusalem. Crossed their pharisaical arms and told Jesus, you need to make your followers be quiet. Scatter those stones. Stop all that dancing, and happiness, and celebration. To which Jesus replied, If I made them be quiet, which he did not, by the way, because it was a time to celebrate. So Jesus said, If I made them be quiet, the stones would start shouting. The stones are singing. The stones. They are singing while the religious establishment folds our arms, spending all our time wishing things would just go back to the way they used to be. I swear, if I had a stone for every time I heard a Christian talk about the way things used to be, we could build a tower right up to heaven itself, and storm the gates of heaven. Because while we construct our tower out of our nostalgic stones, moaning about the state of this world where we can't get no satisfaction, we could have spent all that time singing songs of praise. We could have spent all that time celebrating the gifts of God's salvation. And we could have been dancing. So now then, how about an unlikely benediction to the sermon from an unlikely source to illustrate that God can speak through anyone and anything at any time, especially these days when well, here's a benediction from the song Shine a Light 
from Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. May the good Lord shine a light on you. Make every song your favorite tune. May the good Lord shine a light on you, warm like the evening sun. May the good Lord shine a light on you. Amen.